You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now a word from our sponsor, SpyCloud, the leader in operationalizing cybercrime analytics. Traditional threat intelligence is a thing of the past. Cyber criminals are stealing vast amounts of credentials, session cookies, and financial data every day, and it's hard to keep up. SpyCloud is the trusted partner businesses turn to to fully understand their darknet exposure risk and neutralize threats before it's too late. SpyCloud alerts your organization as soon as an employee or customer's data appears on the darknet, so you can act faster than bad actors to prevent cyber attacks like ransomware, session hijacking, account takeover, and online fraud. With insights from the industry's largest repository of recaptured data, protect the digital identities and systems most important to your business. Get your free corporate darknet exposure report at spycloud.com slash cyberwire and see what information criminals have in their hands today. That's spycloud.com slash cyberwire. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cyberwire's Research Saturday. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is our weekly conversation with researchers and analysts tracking down threats and vulnerabilities, solving some of the hard problems of protecting ourselves in a rapidly evolving cyberspace. Thanks for joining us. We started playing with the service, uh, started turning on features to see what can be misconfigured. And uh, then uh, we noticed some uh, very interesting feature uh, named Jupyter Notebook. Our guests this week are Nir Ofeld and Sagi Sadik from cloud security company Wiz. The research we're discussing today is titled Chaos DB, How We Hacked Thousands of Azure Customers' Databases. Full disclosure, Microsoft is a CyberWire sponsor. And now a word from our sponsor, SixSense. SixSense provides award-winning cloud-based automated endpoint and vulnerability management solutions to streamline IT and security operations. With its advanced platform, businesses gain complete visibility and control over their infrastructure, reducing IT and security risks and optimizing operational efficiency. With SixSense, you'll get real-time alerts, risk-based vulnerability prioritization and remediations, and an intuitive automation and orchestration engine so you can focus on your core business goals. Confident in the knowledge that your enterprise is secure, compliant, and running smoothly. To learn why enterprises choose SixSense, visit SixSense.com. Okay, so uh, Wiz is a cloud security company. That's near Ofeld. And uh, part of our job as uh, security researchers is to find out what customers are using in, uh, in their cloud environments and uh, find uh, misconfigurations that can happen in these services so that our product will be able to alert about such misconfigurations. Uh, there are a lot of uh, users that are using Cosmos DB, which is a managed database solution offered by Azure. 
And uh, these customers are using the uh, Cosmos DB as, uh, as their database solution. So if they want to store some uh, information in the cloud, they use uh, Cosmos DB for that. We thought that uh, misconfigurations in this service could have a lot of impact. So we wanted to find them uh, so that our product will be able to alert regarding uh, such misconfigurations. And we started playing with the service, uh, started turning on features to see what can be misconfigured. And uh, then uh, we noticed some uh, very interesting feature uh, named Jupyter Notebook. Jupyter Notebook is an independent product, not uh, Cosmos DB related, uh, that uh, lets you represent your data using live code. So you can write uh, Python code, or uh, in Cosmos DB, you can also write C-sharp code to represent the data that you have in, uh, in visual ways. And uh, we found that because we were already familiar with, uh, with Jupyter Notebook, we knew that it lets you execute your own code. So uh, we wanted to see which code we can execute and in what environment. We executed uh, like the ID command uh, in our Jupyter Notebook, and we found out that we are running uh, as a low-privileged user. And uh, you know we started the research from that point. <laughs> so we were originally trying to find uh, misconfigurations, but uh, we got very curious uh, regarding the, this feature and the environment we are running in. So we thought it'd be cool to explore it a little bit. Well, and let's walk through that together then. I mean, you you were able to access uh, some of the primary keys in, in Cosmos DB? Uh, yeah, by exploiting a series of misconfigurations, we actually were able to authenticate to the control panel that manages the, the service cluster. And from that control panel, we were able to list all the databases that are managed by uh, in this cluster and their primary keys. Which has like the like the the password that uh, can be used in order to authenticate to the database and allows for uh, data access and manipulation. And so, when you have that access, I mean, is is that the ball game there? I mean, then you have basically access to everything that's in that database. Yeah, uh, full unrestricted access. We can read data, we can manipulate data, we can insert new records, we can delete existing data. We can do everything that we want uh, in that database and uh, any other database that we manage to leak the primary key for. So you reached out to Microsoft and alerted them, and, and their response was uh, pretty quick. Yeah, Microsoft responded really quick. We noticed that uh, Microsoft, uh, like only less than 48 hours after uh, our initial report, the vulnerability was already mitigated. And the, the way that Microsoft chose to mitigate this issue is actually quite interesting. They could have like fixed uh, any, of the, any one of the misconfigurations that we found. But uh, what Microsoft actually chose to do, it just disabled the Jupyter Notebook feature altogether, meaning that uh, till this day, there are no, the, the Jupyter Notebook feature for Cosmos DB does not longer exist. That's actually a pretty funny story. And we can, you can actually see people in the internet complaining that they, they want to use the Jupyter Notebook feature, but it's not there. And I mean, that that's, uh, is a pretty broad brush to, to paint with, to disable the entire feature. Uh, have there been any indications that Microsoft is working behind the scenes that maybe it'll return? Uh, we don't actually know. <laughs> because it's, uh, it's, as you said, uh, behind the scenes. And we didn't see like any indications that uh, or any 
Microsoft uh, published blog post or information stating that the feature is uh, like uh, returning anytime soon. So in disabling that feature, is that uh, everything that needs to be done here? Or are there any other risks for Cosmos DB users? So disabling the features uh, essentially mitigated our entry point for the engagement. So Sagi Sadik. The entire game engagement was done uh, by abusing the Jupyter Notebook container that uh, was set up by Cosmos DB. The result of that engagement was that we were able to leak primary keys. Now, these primary keys are long-lasting secrets, which mean that even without the Jupyter Notebook feature, we can still use these primary keys until the customers rotate them and revoke them. So we obviously won't use these primary keys because we are not bad actors, but uh, anyone who exploited this vulnerability prior to us could actually use these primary keys in order to access customers' databases until the customers rotate these uh, secrets. Um, so yeah, the recommendation both for Microsoft and from us is to obviously rotate these secrets and uh, generate new ones. Another thing that uh, we've obtained during the research is credentials that allows us to authenticate to the control panels that manage the service over the internet, meaning that in order to further mitigate this issue from the Microsoft side, they had to regenerate all the credentials for the, these control panels that we managed to get the credentials for, which is more than 100 uh, control panels. And they did that. We've seen that they already they regenerated the all, all the credentials like four days after uh, our initial report. Now, you all recently gave a presentation at Black Hat Europe, and it was titled uh, Security Industry Call to Action, We Need a Cloud Vulnerability Database. Is related to this research here. Can you describe that for us? What What is your call to action here in terms of a vulnerability database? Okay, so the issue for Cosmos DB, uh, specifically for Chaos DB, did not actually get a CVE from uh, Microsoft. We think that because there is no uh, CV, there is no like a way to reference this vulnerability specifically. It is very hard to talk about this vulnerability unless we gave it a name like Chaos DB. Imagine that there was another vulnerability in Cosmos DB. You had to refer it to the first vulnerability in, in uh, Cosmos DB, the second vulnerability in Cosmos DB. So this is quite uh, frustrating. And another thing is that there is no like a place that organizes all of the vulnerabilities that happen in cloud services, like there is for software solutions, the, the CVE database. So it's very hard to keep track on which vulnerabilities comes out in which cloud service, and there are a lot of cloud services. So this is like very hard for the CISO of the company. And we think that there should be a centralized place where you can see all of the issues that you possibly have in your environment in terms of uh, vulnerabilities that happen and what actions you have to take in order to be mitigated. For example, in the case of DB vulnerability, the customer had to rotate their primary key. So we think that there should be a centralized database where it helps you to keep track of, of all of these things. And this is like the, the message that we try to pass in the, uh, in the Blackhead presentation. And who do you suppose would be the best party to uh, to run that database? Could it be uh, added to the existing CVE database? So the current CVE specification actually doesn't fit for cloud vulnerabilities. So you have two options. You can create an ad, another tracking systems 
which is one way to go, but to make uh, the CISO's life a, a bit harder because he now have to, has to track CVEs and another tracking system. Or you can change the current CVE system to include uh, cloud vulnerabilities. And perhaps there are more solutions. This is like the two that we thought about, but there could be like a better solution. And we try to discuss uh, this, this uh, issue in our uh, Slack group, uh, which uh, like uh, has a couple of hundred of members uh, that really care about cloud vulnerabilities and how uh, they can be managed and uh, fixed. So uh, there is a discussion in this Slack group and uh, we try to think about a general uh, proposal that uh, is good for this um, issue. Yeah. In the Blackhead talk, Shiren alone covered all the things that such a standard should include. But uh, we, we like didn't propose the, the, the solution at, uh, at, at all, but rather the, the, the things that the solution needs to have. And uh, it's like a work in progress. And uh, as Sagi said, the, the, Slack, the Slack group is uh, the current place to discuss this issue. So returning to Chaos DB itself, was there any indication that anyone was taking advantage of this, that it was being used in the wild? So Microsoft uh, said that there is no indication that someone used this uh, vulnerability. From our point of view, we, we can't actually confirm their assessment. As we said before, we urge all customers that uh, didn't regenerate their access keys um, after KiosDB to regenerate them, because although we have like the Microsoft assessment that this vulnerability wasn't exploited, you can never be like too sure because these secrets are long-lasting secrets, and you can see that our, uh, a blog that it could have like been exploited. Our thanks to Nir Ofeld and Sagi Sadik for joining us. The research is titled Chaos DB, How We Hacked Thousands of Azure Customers' Databases. We'll have a link to the Wiz website in the show notes. Don't struggle to align your organization's cybersecurity with business risk. Get the only solution that goes beyond reacting to threats with vulnerability and risk monitoring. You need the next evolution of MDR, and only Critical Start delivers it. Critical Start doesn't just monitor and respond to threats. They put you in control by detecting suspicious activities, quickly responding to contained threats, and identifying your most critical assets and protecting them against vulnerabilities and exposures. With continuous visibility, expert guidance, and measurable risk reduction, Critical Start has redefined what it means to manage cyber risk. Demonstrate provable security maturity to your leadership while positioning your program to achieve the greatest risk reduction per dollar spent. Stop fearing risk and start managing it with Critical Start. Visit criticalstart.com and request a demo today. That's criticalstart.com. The CyberWire Research Saturday is proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. Our amazing CyberWire team is Elliot Peltzman, Trey Hester, Brandon Karp, Peru Prakash, Justin Sabi, Tim Nodar, Joe Kerrigan, Carol Terrio, Ben Yellen, Nick Vilecki, Gina Johnson, Bennett Moe, Chris Russell, John Petrick, 
Jennifer Iben, Rick Howard, Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next week. Listeners, we're always looking for ways to improve the N2K CyberWire network and maintain the intelligence-driven news experience that keeps you in the know on the latest developments in cybersecurity. We've launched our 2024 audience survey and would love for you to take a few minutes to share your feedback. And hey, there's even a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card if you complete the survey. Visit cyberwire.com slash survey. That's cyberwire.com slash survey and share your feedback now.